Yo, <laughs> what's going on, Paisanos V here, coming at you guys, well, with another podcast. You know, I really like, enjoy, I really do enjoy doing these, and I'm not sure if it's because of just the coronavirus, <laughs> or if it's just because you guys are out there, and the information you're getting might not be as good, so you're looking for other sources. I don't know, but what I do know is, uh, looking at my analytics from these podcasts, a lot of you guys coming on board and checking everything out a lot of you guys are just going okay what's going on and you know rightfully so you guys want answers rightfully so you guys want to know what to do in this kind of situation scenario now this virus is something that we just never had in the past there was never a time that Konami ever canceled a major Yu-Gi-Oh event uh, due to any kind of outbreak let alone I, I can't even remember a major YCS or Shonen Jump, the predecessor to YCS, being canceled. I cannot remember that at all. Okay? So this is relatively unique. But what I can remember, what I do know is that looking on the market, which I, I guess that's, I'm going to specialize in, um, people are panic selling. I always find that interesting. I always find, I mean... And it makes sense from their point of view. You know, we're not going to see you no know, Yu-Gi-Oh events. We're not going to see uh, a lot of players playing at a high high level competitive scale. So Yu-Gi-Oh players are like, dude, I'm not holding on to these cards. This is ridiculous. Uh, but next time we have an actual meta, they're going to be a Mega Ten, and we can see a lot of reprints. So to those that are unloading everything, and I mean, I mean, dumping everything, I don't blame them. It makes perfect sense. But with that said. This is not a seller's market. When the, when the confidence in the market is at an all-time low, this is the time you go in and you say, okay, what are people not looking at? Think about it. The market is not confident, and it's not confident as far as the newer sets. So what does that mean with the older sets? Obviously, the older sets have... Like, Konami's not going to go, okay, here's the new 2020 Megaton. We're going to reprint Ultimate Rare Allure of Darkness because Megatons... Like, that's never going to happen. This is this is throw it out there. That is never, ever, ever, ever going to happen. So, when Yu-Gi-Oh! plays are dumping, like, the new sets, like Ignition Assault, Legendary Duel's Magical Hero, uh, Chaos Impact, Rising Rampage, maybe even Dark Neostorm, when they're dumping those sets onto the market and going, you know, their singles or whatever they have, uh, and they're, and going, whew, dodge the bullet. And, and, oh, do overload? Pfft. I'm not sure if you guys are even holding on to your pre-orders of sealed product right now. Uh, anyone holding on to um, pre-orders of sealed product and saying there's value in here is on the line to you? To themselves, or they just want to find an excuse to open packs. Now, I am totally with the third or third one. I always look for an excuse to crack open packs, especially when you can't go to regionals and YCS. I'm with you, but when you look at dark, when you look at um dual overload, and you're like, oh, there's tons of money to be made, and the most expensive card in dual overload equals a pack of dual overload. No, <laughs> it, it it absolutely makes zero sense. But once again, guys, I I think. Paisanos, and by the way, my, my voice isn't as loud. Uh, it is 5 in the morning. I, I just woke up. I can't sleep. Wife and kids are sleeping, so I'm not trying to raise my voice. But the reason why people are still hyping or excited about Dual Overload, because it does have good cards in it. It does have meta-defining cards. We're going to get a new Master Roll. We're, we're going to get a new ban list. We are going to see this. But there's no events. And Locals is the highest level event. The value of these cards are not going to be going crazy. 
the market moves based on a couple of factors. And one of the major factors is hype and a card seen playing a new type of meta deck that's caught the market off guard. Or the allure of either or, by the way. The allure of this card could be good. Or the allure of, hey, there's a new deck coming out that this card's going to be long in. And this card's going from nothing to something. So that's the only way. I mean, that, that's the major moves for, for the market. There's other, other ways the market can move. But those are the two major ones. And with no major tournaments, we're not going to see the major moves. We're going to see Deck Files coming out of locals. But looking at previous videos on, on, on YouTube, we know that is not going to spike cards as if we saw a deck profile from a YCS or regionals. Anyway, I just want to throw that out there for you guys. I know a lot of people um, <clears throat> are, are like, okay, V, we'll get, to, get right to the cards. But I, I, I can't just immediately start this podcast and go right to the cards while adding a little context for you guys. Because if we're not all on the same page, I'm about to hear and repeat and deal with, well, on YouTube especially, uh, I'll comment on, to comment to people what I, what I would have had to say multiple times. So that's why I, I, I do this little early thing for context. That's exactly why I do it. Now, I mentioned Allure of Darkness, and the reason why I say this card is because this card is going to see play. No question in my mind, this is going to see main deck play. 100%. Uh, yesterday, I bought three Ultima Rare Unlimited Allure of Darkness. I think I paid about $70 for them. 70, I think one was $72, another one was $73. For Ultima Rare, Unlimited, Allure of Darkness. If I jumped earlier, maybe a week or two earlier, I could have got these bad boys around 60. So I kind of missed the beat on that. But nevertheless, it's still a good value for this card. And the reason I, I'm saying that is because Ultima Rare, Allure of Darkness came out of Phantom Darkness. That set is not going to get any reprints. <laughs> uh, Allure of Darkness might get reprints. But we're not going to see Allure of Darkness getting a reprint at Ultima Rare. It's just not going to happen. It'd be cool if it did, though. The current market price is roughly around $61, okay? And looking at what I'm seeing right now, there's one uh, Lighty Plan Unlimited at 90 Next one is a Nimit Unlimited at $120. Let me put a little fa fun fun fact for you guys. There is a Nimit Unlimited at $120, and if you want a first edition version, you are looking at roughly $125. So there's a $5 differential on first edition and unlimited for an ultimate rare card card to find. So that's why, once again, I went in and the card was like around 70s. I'm like, wow, I'm going to get you buy. Imagine going to buy three or something and then the price immediately spikes due to the fact that the market does not have that many. That is basically what happened with Alert Darkness yesterday for me. Now, if you're out there and you're going, well, V, how does that factor into me? I want Alert Darkness ultimate rare. I'm going to be honest with you. It does not. But the reason I want to point this out because there is still ways to go into the market. There are still cards you can buy into the market. And one of the cards right now that I think is, is, is besides the fact that it's going up in the market, besides the fact that the market is super confident on it, is going to be, um, hold on a second, my stupid ass Siri, uh, Cyber Dragon Infinity. As I'm saying, I'm typing into TC Play for you guys as well. So I can get you the most up-to-date current price. So looking at Cyber Dragon Infinity, I think this card is going to go higher in the market. Current market price is this card roughly around $8 for the Secret Rare as Breakers of Shadows. $8.50 for Neiman First Edition. Only 28 price listings at Neiman that you played. 2016 Megatons are roughly around 5 That's not bad for Secret Rares. And then you got the two alternate arts, which are worth jack. I mean, Ultra Rares are worth 3 bucks underneath its $4 market price. Dual Overload Ultra Rares, a dollar. It's nothing. 
easy mode. High rarity cards are always going to maintain good value. Well, V, we're getting an alternate art, Cyber Dragon Finny. Shut the fuck. Like, nobody wants that. All right, poor kids. You got Cyber Dragon Finny, alternate art. Uh, it might even look good to artwork, but it doesn't That's why I don't like Konami making these alternate arts, because I feel like they're a wasted slot. Cyber Dragon Finny, Secret Rare, is going to be the go-to card. Alternate art, great, fine, awesome, excellent. But if you want to play, if you want to max out your deck, you're not rocking an ultra-rare alternate art card. It's just not going to happen. The Secret Rare Cyber Dragon Finny is the one everybody wants. And this is why I wish Konami was like, okay, they should even do a poll and say, what should be the alternate arts? Um, I know what should be the alternate arts. How about not Cyber Dragon Finny, not Tour Guide, not Levinia, because they are now the lowest rare that you just printed out in, in the newest set. How stupid is that? It should have been cards that were hard to get in to begin with. Like Swafrog, make it alternate art. I mean, I know we're getting it in a, as an ultra rare in this set, but making an alternate art would want you players a lot more excited about the card. It, it, I don't know. It just makes more sense to me. But looking at Cyber Dragon Finny, it's currently eight fifty on the market, a little bit higher than its current market price uh, right now. But it's going to slowly hit. I mean, okay, uh, eight fifty, eight fifty. That's two single listings. The next first single listing, ten dollars, <laughs> ten dollars. So we go from eight to ten dollars. And I do think that's going to happen relatively fast. I do think that's going to be almost a norm with a lot of these cards. So another card is Miss Valley Thunderbird. And these are, I mean, these are meta relevant cards, by the way. I'm not talking about hard to get collectors cards yet. Miss Valley Thunderbird has uh, one listing right now at six dollars. After that, it goes to eight. I'm sorry, nine for a dual turn on one version. Just throwing it out there. This is what I like. I said just picked up another card. I don't think nobody's realizing is good, like really good. Is Master Restrict. <laughs> How, first of all, I'm confused because this card's really good in this format. Uh, well, Master of Five and as well as Dual Overload format. Second, uh, it's Master fucking... Like, let's see what this card stops. Spear Mode? Every Kaiju? I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it's possible. Actually, I was supposed to look at it. Spiral Sleeper. Spiral Sleeper. Spider Sleeper tribute cards or Pops cards, how does this work? Uh, you can target. Okay, never mind. This one destroys. That'd be dope if it did stop that. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not sure if we will see Spyros too much in Master Rule 5, but it'd be cool if we did. But looking at Master Restrict, I'm just looking at the OTS Pack 2 one. Um, the OTS Pack 2 one is a dollar. The current value of the card is roughly around 39 cents. It says, neither player can tribute cards. Put a period on that bad boy. Put a period on that. So, I like the uh, OTS Pack 2 version, which is $0.39. Cents. I'm more, I, I bought one of those, and then I went, turned around, and I bought one of the Labyrinth of Nightmare Ultra Rare. Uh, at, I mean, Labyrinth of Nightmare Ultra version of Master Restrict, because it's hard to get one. And if you want a first-generation version of that card, because, I mean, like you play Unlimited, it's like 2 bucks. But if you're buying Labyrinth of Nightmare Master Restrict, you probably want to buy the first-generation version. Uh, I think I paid around $7, and that's the current value right now, $7. Uh, for the Ultra Rare Master Strict. So I got an OG one. I got Super Rare one. In case I'm playing against somebody and I have the errata and they're like, no, no, that is not how that works. It just, and you just you whip it out and you go, okay, here you go, please. Which is bullshit. Um, another card is Fire Formation Tanky. Now, this card is already going up in value. I'm just letting you know this. I just got a third one. Um, but the value of Fire Formation Tanky is now 70 as opposed to a $62 market price. That's because the Lunar Lights are just retarded. A card that I don't think a lot of you players are ready for, and I'm dead serious, by the way. Um, so, 
with the new set coming out, Eternity Code, I think Thunder Dragons can make a comeback as they are right now. If we got Colossus to one, it not, not only would I think they can make a comeback, Thunder Dragons could play in a new variant of Dragon Link with only one Colossus. That's how good that card is. But Thunder Dragons Pure is still a very good deck. And one of my favorite cards that nobody's looking at right now, I'm going to mention this in a market watch uh, within a day or so. So you'll see me talk about this on, on my YouTube channel, Wajio Paisano. But one of my favorite cards is Twin-Headed Thunder Dragon. With Predator Plant Verdant Anaconda, you can go into Twin-Headed Thunder Dragon, a 2800-body Thunder Fusion Monster. Uh, let's go over a couple of printings of this card, because I think it's very important for the sake of this video. So, this card... One second, let me make sure I get everything right. Okay. So, this card has a Dark Beginning 2 common. This card has a Dark Legends common. Retro Pack 1 common, which... Um, I'm, even though it's a Retro Pack 1 common, the market is showing about 1, 2, 3... About 4 listings on the market. One's at $2... And, and and then the bottom of the page, which is very very near, once again four listings down, is almost at five dollars uh, for Twin Headed Thunder Dragons, the common, which is pretty ludicrous. And then we have the Meta Raiders, uh, which it comes out as a super rare. One second, Meta Raider super rare four dollars. Uh, Unlimiteds are roughly around sevens. And if you want a first edition version of the Meta Raiders uh, version of this card, oh look at that. It's $29. After that, the next one listing is $31. So you can spend $7 for an unlimited version of this card or spend a little bit more and get a higher value. And even though I like the highest value, I think I think everyone got to the first version of the Metal Rise Twin Headed Thunder Dragons. So I personally went, went after a Retro Pack 1 comp. That's what I did. They were cheap. They were like $0.38. Cents. Um, they're starting to spike up in value. Obviously, they're going to get bought out because it's Retro Pack 1, which is insanely hard to get, uh, as well as Thunder Dragon. Once again, the, the Thunder Dragon is getting a new card. It's like a 3K body. It's pretty good, and that might change the way we see Thunder Dragon's team play. So I think I think they, they might be even better than they, what they currently are in the game. So that's like the, some of the stuff I personally picked up. And there's so much of it. I mean, guys, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh players are just forgetting about previous OCS packs, Ultimate Rares, because they're like, oh, it's too expensive, or it's too hard to find. I'm just going to grab some OTS pack stuff because this is, this is the quick stuff to grab. Uh, and we'll talk about this for a quick second. So I'll go around one to five. Dark Lowe's currently $140. You sell that bad boy. I mean, it's hero players, so they're not like us. Vanius Fiend, um, Vanius Fiend is being bought out right now. From OTS 20 pack one, Vanius Fiend with a $24 market price, the card is roughly at $35 for Vanius Fiend. Obviously, because Master Rule 5, Vanius Fiend, put Vanius Fiend on board, your opponent can't breathe. Look at other cards uh, like Fog King. It's like 11 bucks. It's kind of a cheap ultimate rare. Uh, Swap Frog actually starting to go down exactly like I said it was going to do. At one point, I mean, you, you're still right there. It's still roughly around 110. But we're seeing listings now hit about 93. We're seeing Speedboard Terror Top be around 27, which is still relatively high. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, the OTS market is, is hit pretty hard. But then we turn around and look at cards like Instant Fusion. With an $81 market price, there's listings already for $75 as this card is dropping down in value. Because when the balance comes out, if this card's on it, this card tanks. If this card's not on it, it spikes. It's gonna. That's literally what's going to happen within a matter of hours of the balance being released. Maybe even one hour, two hours. I think we'll see Instant Fusion spike up in value if it's not on there. If it's on there, it's the market's going to get throw up this card. Zodiac Whiptail, $20 market price. The card's roughly around $22. 
I think the Zodiac engine itself might see play in Master of Five. Because Master of Five is going to be the heavy negation, heavy control kind of meta. And looking at Zodiac, I, I, for, for Lunalites, I mean, Zodiac in general is, you know, pretty good. Uh, it, may, it might find its way to other decks, but even in Lunalites, Zodiac Barrage is insane. You get Tanky Barrage, that's a pretty good opening hand. Tanky Search Out, your Lunalite Monster, bring up Barrage, pop the Tanky. Your opponent's like, well, it's pretty good. And you're like, oh, you know. Playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, Zuni Barrage 2017 Megaton is roughly holding a $5.65 market price. For the Megaton version, it's about 6 The Raging Tempest version of Zuni Barrage is all out of whack. And this is what I was pointing at. When when Oshii got their balance and, and Dryden went to 1, and people here in the market were like, buy Dryden. I was like, no, buy Barrage. Barrage is the hardest one to get. This was the money one. This is the one you go in and buy. Zuni Barrage right now has currently a $5 market price. Unlimited is almost your $7. $7 as opposed to a $5 market price. If you want a first version of Barrage right now, it's $9. Here's the crazy part. This card's still going to go higher. Secret Barrage is guaranteed to rise. A couple of factors. Number one, if it sees play in Lunar Lights, it's going to go up in value. Number two, we got teased, um, I, I I think, at uh, one of the conventions. I forgot the name of the convention. That we might have Masterpiece back to Draco Masterpiece. If that becomes the case, Zoo and Draco's pretty good together. And number three, hi, it's Zoo Barrage. This card's insanely good to find. And if we get a Banlist, and the Banlist comes or has even one unlock for Zoo, and even if it's a dumb unlock, uh, this card's going to go up in value. No question about it. This card will rise in value. So, I, I really do think that Zuni Barrage is not done rising. I think this card is going to continue to increase. I own one playset. I'm debating on going in and buying a bunch of this card because I really do think this card is going to spike in value. Then again, okay, so I'll be honest with you guys. I'm in a point in my life where I'm pretty good on on money and, and, and buying and selling and all that stuff. I don't really do as much as I used to. I used to buy a crap load of cards. And sort and trade them out. I, I I still have a lot of cards. Don't get me wrong, but the times of me buying something and just dealing with shipping is a pain in the ass. I mostly just go and buy cards. I, every now and then I think I'll I'll unload some cards though. But that's what I've mostly been doing. So that's why you haven't seen me say, "Oh, I'm gonna R nine this." Because when I would R nine something, I would tell you guys on my channel. Uh, I do it sometimes, but like I said, it's not a lot. Not nothing significant enough to talk about, basically. But I do think that Zibarage has that potential. It has the Potential to go up in value because the card's insane. Like, bro, it's insane. It's it's just an absolutely broken card, uh, waiting for its moment to come back into the meta. I'm just looking at other sets. I mean, Madoches are starting to go down in value. Uh, for the most part, we got cards that haven't been reprinted. They will go up in value, just cause. I, I don't know how significant they're going to go up in value. I mean, the hyper ready for Who Cake, Madoche Who Cake, was already insane enough. So I, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere significant. You know, if it's going to do anything that's going to go, okay, there it is. There's a spike. Um, so I, I'm not sure if it's going to have that crazy kind of hype. Uh, where is it? I'm trying to type in Bujin Yamato. Wait, Bujin Yamato. There it is. Uh, Bujins with Bujin Yamato might go down in value. I should pack five Bushin Yamato is currently twenty dollars. This card used to be around like eight bucks. Uh, it's currently twenty dollars in the market for Bushin Yamato. As much as I would love for Bushins to be good, I don't think their new link is enough to push the deck. In fact, I'm pretty confident it's not. But what I do think is uh, Bushin Yamato it going down might not tank back down to eight dollars. 
And I mentioned this kind of price disparity uh, variance uh, not too long ago. If you buy, if a card in the Ultimate Rare market gets bought out, uh, especially like something like Bushi Yamato, it'll never ever hit back down to $8. It's just not going to happen. The chances are super unlikely. It will go down, but it'll probably be like $12 to $15 um, after its initial spike, where it's currently right now $20. And if you didn't want to go in and get Bushi Yamato Ultimate Rare, you could always have an opportunity to get the Ultra Rares out of uh, Judgment of Light. There is a Megaton printing of the, the card as well, but, you know. So, even though I did like that buyout, that was a cool buyout, uh, unless Bujans do meta play, that card's going to be tanking. If Bujans see meta play, that card is going to hit some crazy dumb price points. Um, and I also think that... <clears throat> I also think that looking at other cards, there is still so much uh, potential within the market. Because let's say Bujan did go up in value, what goes up naturally because of Bujans? Five permission tanky ultimate rare. So there's there's always that like if this does something, this does something, this does something, this does something. And you gotta basically like Lego pieces connect the dots like a murder mystery. That's something I always love about the market. Uh, uh whenever you see card goes with value, and especially if it's a card that's really having a heavy spike, it's because if if, if X fails, you have Y and Z that you're still got value on. That's gonna see meta play. If Y and Z fails, well the card still is a hard to get card, so you're still covered. There's a little bit of coverage like that. Now, one card I think is going to be huge that nobody's talking about right now. I mean, Paisano, tell me if anyone's talking about this card. I'm telling you they're not. It's going to be Divine Dragon Knight Felgrand. This card, this guy, is absolutely ludicrous. If you guys don't know Divine Dragon Knight Felgrand, here's a couple of reasons why I think this card's amazing. And nobody knows about it yet because we're not in Master Rule 5. This is a Master Rule 5 card. It's definitely not a Master Rule 4 card. Uh, Divine Dragon Knight Felgrand is a light... Uh, um, a, a light card, uh, uh, Exceed. It says two level eight monsters. Once per turn, during Iowa Play's turn, you can detach one XYZ material from this card, then target one face up monster in the field. Uh, this turn is uh, its effects are negated, but it's not affected by other card effects. Now, you're like, V, that card's not that bad. I mean, we have some other cards that are pretty good. Sure, sure we definitely do. But the reason why I like Divine Dragon Knight Felgrand, besides the fact that it can have potential seeing uh, play in Master of Five, is the fact that it has multiple variants of, in rarities. And that's something that you should be caring about. Not only can it, can it have potential, because potential drives hype and, and hype drives the market, but the value and the potential of this card seeing play is going to make this card see more value. So the card has a couple of rarities. It comes out of Shadow Spectres as a secret rare. It's about eight bucks right now. Market price has this card roughly around six dollars. It also has an ultimate rare printing out of Shadow Spectres, six dollar uh, card price. Uh, light played on limits around eight. First editions around twelve for the ultimate rares and for the ghost rares out of Shadow Spectres. And here's where it gets really cool. The market price is at nineteen dollars. Unlimited copies are at eighteen dollars. Light played first editions around twenty. Near mint. You're spending an extra $5. And there's not many of those cards on the market. And, that, and that's, once again, uh, something I just I love to look at. I go, there's not many of those cards. It has potential. And we once again, potential equals hype. And hype equals the market moving. That's all you need. Okay? I mean, like I said, there's other factors. But, those, I mean, for this card, I think it will have that kind of potential and hype. And what we're seeing is this card slowly being cleaned off the market. And just like I mentioned earlier in this video about Lurid Darkness and how I, me, by me buying three, it drastically changed the market. I think what we're going to see here moving forward is uh, cards like th these, these hard-to-get older cards, they're going to drastically change the market. Another card that for, uh, we don't know it's going to see 100% play, but the value and hype is here, is Mecha Phantom Beast Online out of Primal Origins with a 469 market price. The current value of the card is roughly around 5 
dollars. Now, this is the card a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh players are, are just going, hey, this is this is probably going to be the new go-to card in Master Rule 5. My answer to that, bullshit. Bullshit. The reason why is because Black Meat Steam the Cloak is at three currently. Like, like when OCG got Needle Fiber, they immediately banned fucking Steam the Cloak. They're like, no, 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 no. We're not letting you guys do Steam the Cloak. This card is retarded. Steam the Cloak by itself will get you Needle Fiber. That's how good Steam the Cloak is. You summon Steam the Cloak, then you link away Steam the Cloak for um, Salamagrid Amirage, make a token, pop the token, bring out Steam the Cloak, and look at that. That one card got you Needle Fiber. Ain't that a bitch? Uh, Blackwing Steam Cloak currently with a $5 market price. Right now, it's listing roughly around $5. This card could have the potential of being cleaned out in the market. The only way we would know for sure this card's going to get hit or cleaned in the market is the ban list. So right now, the card's currently at $5. It is one of the best targets for the balance. But the problem with Steam the Cloak and the balance is, and me, I've been looking on YouTube for the videos, is nobody's talking about how Steam the Cloak is like the worst card and best card of the format. It's it's the most craziest thing. Like Steam the Cloak by itself gives you Kristan Needle Fiber. That's insane. Once again, like I said, guys, it, it's the best and worst card of the format. It's something that's very out and obviously in a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh players' faces. But looking at the profiles, I'm seeing it in a couple of. I'm seeing it in in the uh, Dragon Link a little bit. Dragon Synchro Spam, what you want to call it, and a little, and, and, and in some Moonlight builds are playing this card, but this card realistically should be a three of in every single deck because this card's absolutely insane, and I think a lot of you players will eventually catch on to why this card's so good and why this card needs to be banned uh, because it's definitely a card that has to be banned. I mean, I like the card a lot, and we're wrong, but the minute the meta realizes that they could play this card and it can just give you Steam Cloak on a silver platter, that's a huge problem. Another card that might also see play that has a high rarity version. And this is the only kind of card I can talk about. One thing, during this time when there's hype and there's fee in the market and everyone's saying, uh, I, I, I want to get rid of these cards, I go and I go, okay, well, as, as everyone's running around in a burning building, I'm going to go in right to the safe and just grab the whole rip the safe off the wall and walk out the front fucking door. And that's what I do in these times. And that's what and I'm not unique, by the way. I'm nowhere near unique. I've learned this and talked about this with other stores, uh, owners, uh, vendors, backpack vendors. They all do the same thing. As anyone's freaking out, panic selling, they go, okay, I'm gonna go in for this safe over here, these couple of cards. Uh, uh, uh as no one's looking at, I'm gonna rip the out the wall, I'm gonna walk out the front door, I'm gonna tip my hat to you and go, Well, oh, thank you. And just and, and everyone's sitting there going, ah! Unload, do overload, and he's going. No, wait, calm, be patient, and focused, and that's where you're going to make your value. Anyway, uh, looking back at Mercy Teleport. Now, this card is a bunch of rarities. Okay, it has Gold Rare, which looks gross. Duelist Genesis, about you know uh, six bucks. Uh, a High Speed Riders, that bad boy is looking to be about six dollars. The Electric Collection Five, these Secret Rares, about eight dollars, almost nine. Um, well, oh, oh, hold on a second. The Legend Collection 5 of these has a $13 market price. There is a listing for 8s, and it quickly goes to 10s. Just want to throw it out there for you guys. If you want to buy the Secret Rares. Okay. The best one, and my favorite one, is Emergency Teleport Ultimate Rare out of Duelist Genesis. Because it has an Ultimate Rare price. I don't know if this card's going to be coming off to 2 or 3. I don't think it's going to because the card's insane. Uh, but looking at Emergency Teleport right now in the market, it's roughly around $23. Unlimited copies of the card is right now at $26. $26. Now, if you're sitting there going, well, V, I'm a high-scale bitch. I want first editions. And I go, okay. One copy of first edition, uh, uh, Ultima Rare, e 
once again, 20, was it 26? Was it 26 dollars? So you go from 26 to 68 dollars. That's one listing. The next listing, 80. <laughs> what the hell, bro? So, okay, so these are one of those cards. Listen, I'm a rarity whore, I'm with you guys, but these are one of those cards where I just go 80 or 26 dollars. Hmm. Me thinks me not making dumb buys. So uh, I personally have an ultimate rare uh, unlimited e tally. This card is a lot cheaper too. I remember this card being way cheaper than what it currently is. Uh, but once again, the hype of this card coming off the market. This is a really good card. A free summon is a pretty good summon to me. And that's what we're seeing. So I totally get why this card's uh, rising in value. And it makes it does make sense. Uh, and, and yeah, guys, I mean, that's basically a couple of cards. I mean, I, I, as I was doing this video, uh, this video, oh my God, this podcast, I was just grabbing cards off the market and talking about them. There is so many cards to talk about. And there's a lot of interesting cards in the game. And I'll probably have a market watch coming up in about a day or so, Monday. And, I, and I'll talk about what I think uh, is good cards to buy right now. Uh, as everyone's panic selling and running out the room and screaming and yelling, you can just go in right up to that bank. bank. You can just open the vault. Passcode is 111 because they're dumbasses because they, you know, why not? And you just walk in there and go, hmm, I'm just going to grab some value and then calmly walk out. And then when everyone realizes, wait a minute, the new set is not where the money at, even though it, it was for a while and we thought it was going to be continually. Then when everyone realizes that, you're sitting there going, who wants to buy X and Y? And then that's where you plus. It's taking advantage of a horrible situation that you're currently in right now as well as other players. And don't buy into the new set, buy into the older stuff. I mean, you can buy the new set, realistically, but buy what you need for your meta decks, and that's it as far as that. Anyway, probably honestly, your boy V, and uh, see you in the next podcast, guys. Have a great day.